So we know uh, in the 90s, there was that trend of horror movies going to space. I mean, they still go to space. But... Well, no, no, no. I think he's saying horror franchise that don't originate in space going to space. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at a lot of lists, and uh, some of them is like, oh, Critters went to space. They're from space. Yeah, that's That's dumb. a logical leap. But Leprechaun want... doesn't belong in space. The, exactly. That movie literally <laughs> starts in space. You can't yeah. say went to space if yeah, that's its I know. origin. So it's not a very... None of the lists are list. good, is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> yeah. it was on every list. Yeah. People are dumb. But what I want you to guys to do is come up with a logical trail that would lead a franchise into space. Okay. Well, we've, we've, we have non-horror examples that we've discussed previously, i.e. Fast and the Furion. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's pretty but bad. But that I don't think is what you mean. So I have one oh, right off the me. bat that I think... I can jump in and take if you guys don't mind. Okay. Alright, so this and would be absolutely no dumber than the, this previous movie that just came out. Jurassic Park in space. Dude, honestly, it would be 50% less dumb. <laughs> because it would... I wouldn't be shocked if they took the... the genetic experiments into space because in space there are no laws exactly so they could do whatever they want in there not only that but and like i'm I saying like particularly <laughs> either to the moon or like a giant space station but of course now you have all these dinosaurs that are running rampant in america at this point or wherever the fuck they are spoilers for the last movie <laughs> who gives a shit <laughs> who gives a fucking shit they round them all up and then they decide that the safest place for them because they don't want to kill the animals uh, the safest place for them is the moon, in which they construct a moon Jurassic Park and charge you twice as much to go there because not only are you getting a moon trip, but you're also getting a, a dinosaur park. First of all, Stephen, <laughs> it would cost way more than twice Listen, as much. Listen, we'll do a coupon day or something, Philip. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Reference to the first movie. Yes, I understand. <laughs> There's no way they would ever send a live dinosaur to space. They would definitely just send the cloning technology there and then make more. They would <laughs> yeah, just murder it, all it the It would make more sense that after the debacles of the previous movies, the military still wants to work on this. So they put this on the, uh, the space station that we currently have. International Space Station. Oh, International yeah. Space Station. Yeah. <laughs> Should have figured that ISS, out. Yeah. Uh, so they put it up there so they can because it's kind of outside of the Earth jurisdiction. Exactly. But they're still doing it secretly. <laughs> I sort of like the Futurama-esque moon amusement park well, but, but also because the dinosaurs would be like, what's this lower gravity? And they would like, like the, the raptors would be like jumping in like bullets. Like they... <laughs> and I would say that they would all have little space helmets on, but they'll just... Life will find a way to breathe no oxygen. <laughs> exactly, I was going to say, they'll just breathe them so that they don't need oxygen. And they'll just have some stupid shit like a cloaking device, like in... Uh... So, Not this last movie. Sounds like a good before. idea. <laughs> sounds like a really smart. They would definitely have to have cloning technology. Could, could you could you imagine just like any sort of dinosaur just freaking the fuck out when the rocket takes <laughs> off toward the moon? Well, they don't have to be asleep, but it, they just weigh too much. It's like it's just 
cost too much fuel. They just wouldn't do it. They just put them in shipping containers. <laughs> but yes, that would be infinitely less stupid than some of the dumbass reasons these other franchises have gone to space. So you have fully, fully explained. This is a mo- much better, much more logical. <laughs> right, well, I, I definitely got mine. My first pick, that, but I can't figure out how to make it work because I really just want an American werewolf in a space station. But I can't come up with a logical conclusion why there's just a werewolf well, astronaut. They I'm had, like, well, he's not a werewolf astronaut, but they did have a Dracula 3000 movie. Uh, yeah. That was in space. Was it Dracula 3000? Yeah, Dracula 3000 was okay. like, uh, Dracula in space. <laughs> yeah, that was thank, Dracula in space. Fuck, Goddamn I never, Dracula! I never saw that fucking movie. It's terrible. <laughs> this one's easy, and it would just fucking make sense with it, and it's just fucking seventh Resident Evil movie, just Resident Evil After Earth, and it's just, there was actually, uh... Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> like... Something like that. Paul W.S. Anderson is better than <laughs> Sadly, his average is better. His average, yeah. I mean, he makes very watchable movies. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas M. Night Shyamalan makes movies that make you seriously want to kill yourself, like in The Happening, where that happened. <laughs> just uh, an umbrella space station that's just... Is it shaped like an umbrella? Oh, I don't know. Yes, maybe. it is. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, that that uh... umbrella does spend a lot of time in space, but I think that's just their satellites. Here we're talking about moving the zombies into space, I guess. Ooh, Honestly, or... where they should have been conducting those kind of experiments, so they wouldn't get out again. Just yeah. The umbrella the space station would be so big and shaped like an umbrella that it would be an actual umbrella for the Earth. It would be blocking up the sun. Maybe. <laughs> and then he would. He would put his Wesker glasses on and be like, yes, fuck the Earth. The only reason that I'm not, I'm not sure about that, even though it's so, so stupid they'd have to do it, is just because I was thinking, like, the space station was already there and it's been far enough after Earth now that they're uh, starting to try to clone and bring back people. Then, of course, something goes wrong and zombies start happening again. And well, so by something goes wrong, you mean they specifically make it so that something goes wrong. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's that's the umbrella way, so... Yeah, uh, the thing is, nothing ever went wrong in the first place. It was literal sabotage from S- Jump Street. I would maybe watch that. And then, for some reason, the Umbrella Corporation leaned into it. They're like, sabotage? I'll fucking sabotage you. You'll see. More zombies. How about that? You can't sabotage me if I sabotage myself. <laughs> they did have that Apollo. What was it? Apollo nineteen. Wasn't that a zombie movie in on space? The yeah. in the, on the moon. Uh, it wasn't zombies. It was like a little little monster creatures. Oh, okay. <sighs> so when Cheats earlier said that he didn't think there could be a way of having Werewolf of London in space, space London, <laughs> it'd be New London on the moon. But uh, I think that you know, as an astronaut. You're about to go to space. You want to get some fucking strange. So you just go to a random bar, your astronaut bar. There happens to be a lady werewolf there. You don't know she's a werewolf. She takes you back to her nest. And you wake up the next morning. You're like, what happened? I don't know, but I better get to the launch pad. Boom, werewolf in space. Also, guess what? As soon as he gets to space, it's a full moon every day. Yeah, I was going to say, would he be a werewolf all the time? (laughs) (laughs) He just can't look at the windows. What happens when a werewolf lives on the moon, Cheats? Goddamn moon wolves. He, he becomes an earth wolf. <laughs> so if you see the earth fully, he turns into a man? <laughs> he was, he yes. was not a moon wolf before, Steven. So he doesn't be- He's a were-man. He becomes a were-man. Oh, oh yeah, if, the, if he's ever to- uh, He just turns t- into a man only. Like, if he sees the, the earth 
fully non-eclipsed. <laughs> exactly. That's fucking funny. So here's the this question. This is brilliant. I so fucking here's know, the question right? then. It, it, the question is, if he stands in between two windows with the moon on one side and the earth on the other side, what happens? Well, half and half. Is he just half man, he half He becomes wolf? a man wolf. Okay. <laughs> he becomes like smart Hulk. Yes. His upper half body is a wolf, or is a man, and his bottom half is a wolf. Okay. Or, like, it's split down. Yeah, 50, I like the 50. half and half waist better. It's easier to do the makeup. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's mine. Uh, it would be a direct sequel to American Werewolf in Paris because that series could not possibly get worse from that point. It could only improve. Maybe uh, maybe Sam Rockwell plays a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what I was thinking was you have some early scenes of a kid being terrorized by Freddy. And uh, eventually, you know, Freddy is beaten and by some other entity. Mm-hmm. So he's gone. He's out of the picture for a while. This kid grows up, becomes an astronaut, but as it, as the uh, launch date approaches, he's starting to get more and more nightmares, mm. and he ends up taking Freddy into space with him because of the amount of stress. He's able, he, Freddy is uh, using the stress as an opening to get back into his brain, mm. and thus the other people. And uh, I'm honestly surprised this hasn't been done yet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like for real. There, how many Freddy movies are there? Like eight. Something like that. It's enough. Uh, yeah. It's enough it should have I been I think done. there's like five in the main series, then one where he's real. I mean, Jesus he's real now. No, <laughs> no, there's six. There's six in the main series. Okay, and then there's one where he's real, and then there's Freddy versus Jason, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just stared off into the distance. My brain just, just fully broke. Yeah. He stared off into space. He saw Freddy. Leprechaun has been to the hood twice. Yeah. And and Freddy's never even been to space one time. That is so unfair. <laughs> I mean, Leprechaun's probably on his way back to space by now. I mean, I can even think of a better reason for, for to Jason for Jason to be in space because Yeah, Apollo Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> I was thinking like uh Freddy gets uh, or Jason gets xenomorphed. So there's a xenomorph version of him that he has to fight just because it exists, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and mo- if if two monsters exist close enough, they have to fight. Well, duh. Yeah. Cuz they both want domination. Yeah, I mean that I mean again, still not as bad as what's come before it. So it's honestly it's definitely a- I would watch all of these movies. Yeah. But which one would be the best movie? Saying- Mine, right? Jason yeah. versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. We never talked about Predator being there. No, I mean, why not? Well, yeah, you just said uh, Xenomorph, but now I'm picturing just Jason versus Predator, and that would be pretty awesome. Just fucking JVP. How is it possible that out of the four of our scenarios, the Jurassic Park one is still the dumbest? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's only the size, honestly. I mean, because uh, Raptors, sure. Anything bigger than that, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to get on oh the space god, station. Oh my god, I just got the horrible image of Chris Pratt and four raptors strapped into a fucking rocket, like, with the helmets on and everything, and he's, like, talking to him, and they're all like, <laughs> And he's like, don't worry, guys, it'll be fine. And I'm like, Chris Pratt, fucking kill yourself. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown, I'm one of your hosts, Stephen the Roast Rosenberg. Phil the Kill Collins. Cheats the Streets McGee. Andy Hart. There's a really good reason that we're talking about franchises in space, isn't there, D-Hart? Yeah, yes, a damn good reason. I picked uh, 
Hellraiser Bloodline from 1996 and Jason X from 2001. Yep. And they're exactly as shitty as you would think they would be. <laughs> oh my god. Talk about fucking false-ass advertising. Are we gonna start with Bloodline? Because it's I think we should. Because this is, like, I think, from the what I was able to come up with, this appears to be the first of the uh, franchises that went to space that... Except for Trimmers, or not Trimmers, but Critters, <laughs> because Critters, they were already fucking aliens. Critters merely doesn't count. It's, if you're going to count Critters, al- you have to count fucking Alien. Those were always in space. I know. <laughs> this is my point, dude. <laughs> when, but, did, yeah. when did Leprechaun go to space? Uh, the year after this. Oh, uh, okay. It was in 97. You, you might be right, then. Well, yeah, so this far is just from what I was able to, to dig up. Well, no, like, it's it wasn't a thing until then that anyone would think it was... A smart idea to take a franchise that is like, well, it works on Earth. Let's take it to space. It's like, you know why that doesn't work? Because you're changing the fucking genre of the movie, and you don't know how to do either kind. Dude, space so, horror was really, like, popular in the 90s, though. Because you had, like, you had fucking Alien 3, you had Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Steven, space horror is fine. These are <laughs> space slashers, which is a different thing. Well, Alien was basically a slasher. Yeah. Mm. But uh, this is something that had no reason to be in space. <laughs> right. right. And no. In fact, it's not like it works on Earth, it can work in space. This has worked on Earth approximately one time. Yeah. Two is kind of batshit. I mean, if it's interesting in that manner. Uh, in that, in, if you're looking at it through that lens, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> Still a piece of shit. So yeah, um... Hellraiser Bloodline, 1996. Movie's an hour and a half long, and about 23 minutes of it are in space. So, do with that what you will. In the 22nd century, a scientist attempts to right the wrong his ancestor created. What? <laughs> the puzzle box that opens the gates of hell and unleashes Pinhead and his Cenobite legions. It's a weird place to put a colon. <laughs> it's a... Well, dude, it's it's IMDb plot <laughs> yeah, synopses, okay. so they're always extremely riddled with with errors, whether they be plot, spelling, or grammar. It's all garbage. So just right out of the gate, if you've never seen a Hellraiser movie, his his you know his minions are called Cinnabites, which is really hilarious. Because really sounds delicious. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 is a hundred percent the name of a treat. It is a cinnamon bite. This movie barely counts as being in space. Yeah, I I agree. Like, there's nothing about it that screams that there's any kind of necessity that it's in space. Nope. And uh, the we, reason we know that is because to justify being in space, they have to do not just a flashback, but a double reverse flashback. <laughs> you I can't triple you... stamp a double stamp, first of all, Hellraiser Bloodline, so <laughs> fuck you. I don't even know if you refer to this as a, like a true flashback. He's storytelling... Stuff that happened, like, centuries ago. It doesn't matter. It reminds me of, like, a... <laughs> it's a flashback because his blood remembers, D-Hart. His <laughs> fucking blood remembers, and that's who's telling this story. His he's, blood. He's basically the rooster in Aqua Ting Hunger Force <laughs> thousands of years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The blood remembers. He's seriously telling this story, not as though it's been told to him, but as though he just merely remembers it happening. Yeah. So that is a fucking flashback. I'd also like to mention, so, this is the first time that I've watched a Hellraiser movie, like, actually, period, 
Like, you know, I asked prior to this, I was just like, do I need to know anything? And then D-Heart Base was just like, it's this stuff. I'm like, okay, so it's exactly what I know. I have just an immediate issue with any sort of motivation that Pinhead has here, where he supposedly wants to, like, throw open the gates of hell or whatever. Because, like, it feels like he's supposed to be, like, some sort of, like, weird torture sex demon. You are correct, Chance. That is all he is. (laughs) The, The fucking M.O., of any sort of thing like that, in any amount of literature, is always just, they just tempt, like, one person at a time. And it's like, you just need to step back, man. I know you want to fuck everyone, apparently. <laughs> but I feel this is just way too large. <laughs> like, this is just a stupid motivation. It doesn't make sense for this. It, this was also the first Hellraiser movie that I've seen where I've noticed that Pinhead had a belly button piercing. Oh, uh, those piercings, they change... From costume to costume, because yeah. like okay, he's, he's way got, different like, each time. And uh, this one, he's got like a tears, uh, like lined up with the nipples. Well, it's like his yeah. nipples. Well, yeah, in some movies, it's just fucking nipples, like sagging nipples right. that are chained together. In this one, it's like <laughs> wounds on each side, and uh, there's like they're pierced together, and then they have a chain connecting them. Is there any chance the actor who plays Hellraiser isn't way into this? Like, does he not dress like this on a daily basis? Doug Bradley is his name. And I think he did all of them. Let's not say his name. He did <laughs> He did up till eight. The last one, right? Eight was the last yeah. one. No, he's, there's been two more oh. since then. I have not watched the very newest Jesus. one because one came out last year. I really want a picture of uh, of Pinhead with the hook coming out of his belly button, and then just like a redneck guy with a fishing pole on the other end, with like a, with like a bubble that's what I got a big one. Or it could say, "Get in there real deep, like." You could honestly say that in every conceivable way, Hellraiser is the most successful horror franchise. One went to space first pioneered space travel okay he is a pioneer (laughs) two still releasing movies even up to last fucking year that are all canon they're not releasing those because well puppet master is too they're not releasing these things because they want it's like hey this is such a great idea no i know it's like hey we need to we need to hold on to the rights these somehow yeah this is the last one that he has a reason to be in okay (laughs) i don't know about because he got exploded or well, no, well, basically, he's, basically, this is like, you can draw some kind of thin, uh, some micro-thread of a, a narrative between the first four movies. Okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> after that... It's just th- like, hey, it's another Hellraiser movie. I know the four directly after that weren't intended to be pinhead movies, and it's like, uh, we're not doing anything with this, we need to renew the li- the rights to this, throw a pinhead in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a pin in that head. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it. I'm just saying, it's got stuff going for it. Doesn't it have the most, too, out of all of them? Out of all the franchise CZs? Of these of these type? I think I think Puppet Master has it beat now. <laughs> yeah. Because Puppet Master just came out with the Littlest Reich, which was, like, this year, I think. Fucking Littlest <laughs> Reich is the most unbelievably offensive fucking name. Yeah, this... And it's, weirdly, it's extremely harsh for what the movie is. It's like, oh, toys killing people. But this one is the, it's... They're Nazi toys. They weren't, though. (laughs) They switched it. They switched it for the newest movie. Either way, it doesn't matter. We're not talking about that. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, so the movie starts off, uh, the, the 
descendant of Le Méchant. John or Jack or Joan or whatever the fuck name it. Who, who, I Phillip? think he's John right now. Okay. Whichever one of the Ramseys. Or Paul. Fuck, I don't know. I think it is Paul because he's a doctor. He's the one that's, he's a space doctor. <laughs> so, yeah. Paul Merchant is telling the story about his ancestors, which is basically that. Because at the space station he's on, he sent all the crew home and uh, he he's being raided by this uh, group of space marines, which uh, get used to these space marines because they're coming back. <laughs> Oh my oh, god. Yeah. It's like the fucking everything about these space marines is so five fucking dollars. This gun that th- this this sniper on that they have is like just welded together tubes. Why would you be using why would you bring a sniper rifle to a closed enclosed area? You would never bring a sniper rifle in space. There's no amount of distance that can like this is so stupid. Unless you're outside in like spacesuits. The sniper rifle's not going to help you. Yeah. Everything's too close. And even then, I don't know if you would even know how to shoot it, because it's like, with well, gravity be, being there different... Wouldn't, there wouldn't be any drop-off. Yeah, there's no drag. <laughs> so it's like, you're probably going to miss every time. It's like doing the facility level on uh, GoldenEye with sniper rifles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. It's exactly like that. Yeah, later on when one of them drops one of his guns, uh, it's so plastic. You can oh, just yeah. tell from the way that it hits the ground. It's so pathetic. <laughs> like, all these props, it's like, are they fucking with me right now? Okay, but as they're coming in, he's, he's got a uh, meditating Terminator yep. opening, and he's using it as uh, VR gloves to uh, to guide its hand to open the little configuration. <laughs> Dude, the- they just look like some gray-ass fucking garden gloves with some, like, shit all over them. And that is exactly what it was. These were as shitty a prop as the fucking guns we just talked about. Everything right here is garbage, except for the practical Terminator looks okay until it turns CG Terminator, and then it's just pissy oh, butthole. Yeah. They do blow it up, though. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's um, Thank you for blowing up that piece of shit. Um, yeah, so... It's uh, the least you can do. Yeah, I don't have to look at it anymore. So, so Pinhead has arrived in space, but he's been just been captured, so it's like... It's time for him to explain this hundreds of years long backstory. <laughs> uh, to be clear, Dr. Paul Merchant has been captured, not Pinhead. Pinhead is, I think, behind a sealed door. Yes. And he's using, he can't get out of. He's using little girl voices to like tempt people to let him the, out. Towards the end of the movie, yes. Yeah, why can't he get out of it? He's literally magic. He just appears everywhere throughout the rest of the movie, wherever he feels like it. I feel like there's a lot of inconsistencies in how much power he has. I think the door might be magic, because it had, like, magic rods oh, going might, in well, and out he might it. have... Maybe you could pry it open with the 900 fucking chains that he has coming out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved... I, I don't know why there aren't more, like, uh, memes of uh, him doing his chain thing, and then the, Get over here! <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, because these movies have long past their expiration date <laughs> there would be if these movies are made now it's so silly like everything about this movie is so silly which makes sense it's a fourth of the they have to get silly with it or they're die. in fucking space yeah this is silly by default so let's take you back all the way to whenever 19 whenever it doesn't matter well this is 17 something whatever <laughs> in france france right yeah it's, yeah. it's yeah. in lay france where lay box is being made by lay merchant so <laughs> he's a toy maker. adam scott <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> fucking adam scott in this movie is the highlight of the fucking movie <laughs> It is so fucking funny. Just poor bastard. He's got like seven ounces of fucking goo on his hair. Yeah. His 
He gets real greasy in this. His hair is so <laughs> awful. It's bad. I want to know, is this his earliest role? I know that it's early. <laughs> I looked it up last night. I don't think it is. It's been like in his first four years of acting. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Hellraiser Bloodline. I think it was his first... It's his first movie. Ha! Suck it. I knew it was his first something. Because he, he's terrible. But <laughs> So, um... The toy maker is his ancestor, the the doctor, the space doctor's ancestor, and he has perfected the ultimate toy. But it's not just a toy. Well, he doesn't know that. He got some designs from uh, the local occultist from hell. Right. <laughs> and uh, he carefully and painstakingly put together a puzzle box. He tries to open it for his wife, and he can't do it because you know you got to have the desire to uh, bring out some bad shit. Right. <laughs> I know we've just been nothing but sidetracks this whole time, but how fucking great would it be if the next Hellraiser movie had Richard Lewis in it? Hellraiser trying... from Hell. Oh, it's the Hellraiser okay, all right. From I hell. was trying to uh, <laughs> put the pieces together. I was just thinking about the fact that, like, this guy makes this toy box per uh, the, you know, like you said, local uh, occult members' specifications. I feel like while putting this together, he might just be like, man, this box kind of creepy. Maybe I shouldn't be putting this together. Seems pretty cursed. Seems a little demonic. <laughs> Instructions say specifically to lubricate the gears with the blood of children. I mean, that seems a little evil. I mean, I didn't kill any children, but I definitely cut some. <laughs> Better yet, whenever he's just putting the box together, there's just a line that just says lube optional. And it's like, hmm, that's a weird line to have there. There were some some weird, like... There's like a safe word printed at the bottom of the instructions. Just throughout this movie, there were a lot of weird, like, molesty lines. I mean, yeah. It's not weird, That's, Steven. Everybody's dressed in dude, bondage. No, no, That's I meant... the gimmick of this shit. I meant, like, specifically whenever, like, Pinhead was holding the little boy hostage. He's like, maybe I'll make him suck cocks in hell. <laughs> and, then when the, and then when the princess was holding the little boy, like, later on, and she's just like, he's so ripe and tender. Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be like, real, ugh. real fucking rapey and molesty. That's the demographic for this fucking well, movie. They're kind of they're demons. They could be talking about eating him, but you know they would say it. They would say it in the exact same tone whether they were talking one way or the other. <laughs> That's correct. But yeah. I think for them, for the demons eating him, it would At be sexual. It would be super yeah. sexual. <laughs> They'd be like, maybe I'll start with the ball. It's like, yeah. That's probably where you'll start. If you're a demon, if you're not fucking and then eating your food, then what are you even doing? I mean, you're. You're eating and then fucking your food. Yeah, <laughs> it's one or the other. I think it should be. I think it should be the same time. I mean, what's wrong with doing it at the same time? It's like feast. Turns out it's evil. Obviously, he delivers it to the greasiest Adam Scott that ever lived. And oh, and that is a, his mentor. They both open the door when he hands them the puzzle box, and they're just like, hey, "Thank you. We're not gonna do anything evil with this for sure." Dude, he watches <laughs> them do evil shit with it for so long before he reacts. <laughs> He's like, he sees them drag like a skinned body of this oh, yeah. lady that they had just murdered into this room, hang her on hooks, do this whole ceremony, and he doesn't run away screaming until she reanimates. I mean, well, because the rest of it is just kind of par for the course for 1600s. Like, oh, yeah, they do this all the time. This is normal 16th century behavior. He's like, yeah, yeah, murder the woman, rip out her gizzards. I don't know if you guys had the, uh, the subtitles on for this part, but real quiet, he's like, yeah cut out all of her insides 
Yeah, remove her gizzards. Yeah, and I was like, I couldn't hear it, but it was coming up on the screen, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the fact that he called it gizzards? Yeah. yeah. It was Makes me awkward. think that he doesn't know anything. Or that the writer doesn't know anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. not... Well, the thing is, like, I don't think this was meant to be audible. I think he was just, they were just like, okay, like, now mumble some stuff about killing or whatever. It yeah, because uh, a gizzard is uh, something yeah. that Chickens. birds and lizards have. Yeah. Where they can swallow stones. And it helps them grind up their food. <laughs> didn't know that. I didn't know that they had gizzards. I just didn't know what they were for. See? Yeah. The more you know. You guys, you tuned in. You heard about some fucking bondage. And you learned about chickens. <laughs> Welcome to Gizzard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For the first time in the history of the podcast, I'm actually considering changing the name. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. We had a much better name and you didn't consider it then? What was the one that D-Hart came up with on our 300th show? I don't know. And I was like, I, I was like driving hard to the fucking bucket <laughs> trying to like get us to change it. They do all these evil things and they reanimate this demon woman that they've completely emptied out and then hung up her skin on hooks. Turns out to be Princess of Hell. Yeah, well, <laughs> so according to this guy's rules, like he's establishing the rules of the movie, this woman will obey everything he says as long as he doesn't go against what Hell would want also. So he can get whatever he wants as long as it's parallel to the to the hell agenda, basically. It's like all politics, basically. So uh, he's he's got control of this demon, one hundred percent control, as long as he doesn't like try to get her to go against the better, you know, what what hell would need to have happen. So I think is this is it at this point that Adam Scott murders the the master guy? Or? Well, uh, we see him when when the when the toy maker comes back. To uh, reclaim his gate to hell. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's 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 <laughs> he's well, got seller's remorse. Well, okay, I skipped a thing. Uh, he went to the local coroner. I guess it's the only science guy he knows. So I, <laughs> it's like, hey, I accidentally You've built chopped a open a body. You know about science, right? I accidentally built a gate to hell. What should I do? It's like, well, if you built one, it would stand to reason you could build a gate could, to unhill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh. It's like he designs this thing, and then he goes to reclaim his box. Uh, while he's in there, you, we see the guy has been mostly murdered. He's alive enough to where it's like jump scare him. He's only mostly <laughs> dead. And this is uh, also where he <laughs> gets his <laughs> mm -hmm. because of his pliant fingers. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. The, oh god! The demon princess, whose name is Angelique, just. You know, walks over to him and is just like, Toy maker, you have such pliant fingers. I want to use I want you to use them to play with me. That's what she says. I know. <laughs> He's decent compared to everyone else because everybody's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, it yeah. makes it look yeah. a lot easier. <laughs> it's like she's like, I only have to try I only have to half ass this and it still looks like a full ass compared to these asses. <laughs> okay, so his wife was pregnant, uh, she carries on the bloodline. And the passes, Hellraiser bloodline. And, and <laughs> passes down the story to a certain extent where uh, we uh, fast forward to present day, 1990s, where uh, the ancestor of this guy has built a building that resembles the box. And th this is the tenuous thread to the third movie because uh, the girl who finds the box and uh, is able to defeat Pinhead buries the box inside the uh, foundation of a building. That's Seems like a really big jump from like the 1700s to the 1990s for this story, but... Well, yeah, I mean, 
No progress was made. No, right. Steve, during those hundred years, <laughs> Stephen, in the in that hundred, it, it takes a while to to for your bloodline to remember, to forget to remember. You know what I'm saying? So he invents a building that. It's is, kind of a loose prototype of uh, the. I guess it's kind of gate, kind of an anti-gate thing. It's the anti-gate. It's the first attempt, because he says, but they I'm working to... on something with mirrors and lasers. And I'm just like, fuck you, dude. Just because this is the 90s doesn't mean it has to be mirrors and lasers. <laughs> like, There's no such thing as an infinite power source made out of mirrors and lasers. You're full of shit. And also, Not his, yet. his prototype <laughs> of it is literally just like flashlights. I can't wait for the day for fucking for there to be like a news article that's like, infinite power source <laughs> found using lasers and mirrors. Used to trap demons. <laughs> like, and we can just send it to Philip and say, fuck you. Yeah. Steven, I'm on that day, I will print that article out and shove it up my own ass. <laughs> okay? So you can just go ahead and keep on waiting because it will never fucking happen. <laughs> God, I hope it happens tomorrow. <laughs> Angelique sees him on the cover of this magazine in Paris and is like, telling Adam Scott, it's like, hey, we should go to America. And he's like, No. It's like, okay, well, I'll murder you then. <laughs> because you broke the rule. <laughs> yeah. He busted a deal, and now he's got to face the wheel. Yeah. Also, he's got pliant fingers. Yeah, he got to live like 200 years, yeah, though. Yeah, I mean, so I think it. it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, he had a good run. He got to live 200 years, he's been fucking a demon. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, what what can what more can you ask Those vaginal excretions from demons really keep you young through the dick. So, <laughs> he... For some reason, it's like, now the time is right for you to... It's like, this blood... They've existed this whole time. And yeah, presumably but now they has... continue to live in France. Okay, the demons want to use... Uh, his building. His building yes. as a bigger gate. It's like, okay, well, we can overrun the earth with a gate this size. Yeah. <laughs> Th- that's all well and good, but it's like, why the fuck? It's like, what have they been doing this whole time? Just jerking each other off? It's demon shit. Just, <laughs> yes. just been rolling around with cenobites. Maybe there's some kind of time difference. Like 200 years in demon time is like 10 minutes or something. Well, he makes it sound that way later when he's monologuing himself to death. God damn, <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> so just so you know, this is we're we're like halfway through the movie at this point, or like a third at least, and we have not gone back to space at all. Well, Guess we what? went back to space when he transitioned. Right. Oh, like he was like, oh, this by the also way, happened. Now we're going to press. We're going to present day for the people watching the movie, 1990s, where everything's extreme and made out of lasers and mirrors. So they go there to, uh, once again, try to extort this family into giving them what they want as demons. She punches a hole through the concrete. To, like I guess she knew exactly where it was, so it didn't do a damn bit of good to bury this thing in a wall. No, no. So it's like they literally it literally has demon lojack on it. So what's the point? It's like you can shove it up your ass, it doesn't matter. They'll always find it. In a way, I'm kind of glad the D-Hart mentioned the fact that it was in the foundation of this building, but I also don't care because my first thought because of course I didn't know that from the third movie was just like did she just bring the box here and just put it in concrete and it was just like I got to come back for this now? Like why is the box suddenly here? But no, and I guess it was there. It, you know. That's the only remnant from the third movie. There, <laughs> although to be honest, 
compared to some movies, that's a pretty strong tie to to one of the other sequels. For somebody like, who hasn't seen the third mo- movie, they don't really explain shit. No. <laughs> They're just no. like, oh, there's a box here in the concrete. Let's be fair. If I you're mean, watching Hellraiser Bloodline, you're either one, podcasting it because of how shitty it is, <laughs> or two, a crazy fan of Hellraiser. Regardless, hey, this is not for the uninitiated. No. Even now that we made cheats watching. <laughs> well, I, I imagine most of the time when this is being viewed, it's being viewed by someone who is also currently hanging by hooks, <laughs> which is a real thing people do. Well, they did in the nineties. No, I know someone personally who has done it within the last year. Ugh. Yeah, all any it's like it was for his birthday because it's so expensive and like elaborate. And I'm like, what a preposterous... Okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if he just saw Hellraiser too many times. How expensive is it? Because I'll hang you from hooks for like $20. To not kill you <laughs> while you're doing that. <laughs> well, you didn't say anything about it. <laughs> for $20, Steven? I'm afraid you'd charge more than that. I don't know. With the hooks thing, like... Why can't you just get a blowjob like a normal person for your birthday? (laughs) They are getting a blowjob, Cheats. From hooks. (laughs) Cheats, it's a demon blowjob. It's a million times better. Okay, so... It's a soul job, if you will. More or less, nothing really happens here. I mean, they're vanquished again. They make a new Cenobite Cenobite along the way out of these two... (laughs) Two out of twin these, these security twin guards. extremely progressive security guards. Yeah, they're totally cool with, with transgender relationships. He's like, he's well, like post-op. Well, he was like, well, I mean, you know, that's just his preference. He just, you know, he doesn't want to suck a dick or <laughs> be fucked by one. So that's his choice. But he's like, you know, it's girl's a girl. I can fuck it still. <laughs> And there's so much foreshadowing to what uh, eventually happens to them. Phil and I were talking about the fact that, like, after they find this gruesomely mutilated fucking body, they still just continue to, like, look around. And they're just fucking security guards. Like, go home. No, don't you know go what? home, but if call 911 immediately. If there's a mystery corridor that's not on your map, you're not responsible for patrolling it. Close that door and lock it from the inside. <laughs> not only that, but I promise you, every giant, like, rich man building ever made had mystery corridors in it. If you find one, you're not supposed to be in there, man. Crazy shit is in there. Like, if whatever you find, you might get turned into a crazy Cenobite. You know what I mean? Like, there's crazy shit in there. Like, probably homeless people hanging up by hooks that are, you know... This is... Rich people can do things that the rest of us are not allowed to do. Because they can get away with it. The Cenobite transformation scene was pretty neat too though like where they fucking like put they put drills into both sides of them and then twist their fucking face skin together yeah mm. <laughs> I, would, it is, I wouldn't say it is it's literally so as in it. it's like oh this is very this is creative i'll give you that much <laughs> they looked like uh laffy taffy <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they are very poor cg yeah they are being pulled as though they well, were laffy taffy. during during various points. Sometimes During the CG there, points. Like a, when it's real, it's... It's just it's, liquid latex. Yeah, it's good. just liquid latex <laughs> taffy. So, I feel pretty... When they introduced those two guards, I, I didn't realize it was just going to be like suddenly twin security guards. Like, I honestly thought for a minute, because like the portal of hell had been opened, that this was just going to be like his copy self. It was just like, man, that's real weird. And then he's just like, yeah. And he's like, wait a second. And then he gets killed. <laughs> 
he goes along with it for a really long time, and finally he's like, wait a second, you, something's not right here. So, there's a scene here where, is this the first one with the chatterer is a dog? Yeah. Usually there's, a, there's like, a, a fat guy, I think. Or is that a different one? That's a different one. Normally it's, like, this big, strong, this big, like, buff nemesis-looking dude that chatters his teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is just him, but he's, uh, he's just... He's lazy and he wants to just crawl around now instead. This same, dog same, looks fucking terrible. Same guy. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it's awful. When you when you're introduced to the dog, like this is where Pinhead like just has a dove for no reason, which is on the cover of the movie, by the way, of him holding a fucking dove. Where does he get this dove? Steven, it's a hell dove. It's not a hell dove. No, it's not a, a hell dove. dove. Well, he pre- Pin- Pinhead's just a pet store owner. In fucking hell. No. Well, he probably... He, what he does is he sings he that... He got it Sno- from Job. He sings that Snow White shit that brings, like, all the animals <laughs> dancing and shit. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I've got you, my little Debbie. And then I'll throw into the dog mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Pinhead's pet palace. Ooh. <laughs> no. There's really nothing that goes on here. You see, like, I guess the test run of the thing that can defeat demons. <laughs> and then uh, the... The uh, wife sends them back to hell using the box. Well, and she's chased by the dog a little bit. There's a there's like a scene there. Yeah, but that doesn't, she uses nothing the amounts box to anything. To, to send the dog back to we hell. We need to get back yeah. to fucking space so we can yeah. wrap this shit up. People start dying left and right, and uh, it's just like he told them. So it's like, okay, we'll let you go. And uh, <laughs> they, it turns out you can't kill demons. They blow up that dog in the uh, by uh, in the vacuum of space. Yeah, this is one. This might be one of the first instances, also, of the vacuum of space not sucking somebody out. It just simply blew that dog up. Yeah. Or this was the explosion. It just blew that dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, he I mean, probably loved it then. She didn't like. She didn't like open it up to vacuum. She just like. It was like some sort of weird pressure chamber or something like that. I'm, I'm assuming this is the airlock, and she did pressure. Yeah. Right. Without yeah, opening it, that's guess. what I thought too. Except for it just it just merely exploded, and I'm just like, well, wait, is this one of those um, future, you know, BDSM space rooms where you just blow up and that's your <laughs> ultimate orgasm? How many of those have you been in, Philip? <laughs> I mean, let's see. You only get to go once. <laughs> Who thinks I'm waiting for my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's actually I've, I'm saving up. Um, just real quick, when was Event Horizon? 97, I think. think Yeah. 97. How about this movie even pre-Event Horizon's Event Horizon? I don't think that they saw this. I don't think anybody saw this. This is... (laughs) How could they not? (laughs) Event Horizon is literally this movie, except for this one, except for they fucked up and... Most of this takes place on Earth, but... (laughs) Except it actually spends time in space. the concept of this, and it's like, oh... Well, we have a horror franchise. Let's put that in space as well. Yeah, but I mean, Event Horizon's <laughs> not a horror franchise. It's just one movie. No, but that one logically makes sense to happen in space. Yeah. I'm really surprised the Child's Play movies haven't made it to space yet. I'm honestly shocked they didn't... Why would you even say that? That's cursed now. I wonder if Event Horizon wasn't a screenplay for another Hellraiser movie. Because it's all about hell. They go to hell dimension using space technology. I mean, honestly... And it was it's it, it so turned, similar. What happened? Oh, that, that would make a lot of sense. Except for it turned out so well, it's like, hey, we need to we need to raise the <laughs> raise the t- ticket price a little bit. 
and remove and, ha- Pinhead. And put <laughs> Sam Neill in it instead. Sam Neill, yeah. And even to the point where it's like Sam Neill is basically Pinhead in, in the Horizon. Yeah, he gets a little helly. <laughs> well, and his face is all crazy looking and scarred. Yeah. Well, like his eyes are stitched closed. Well, no, but like there's a part at the end after like all the skin is all carved up and he looks, he kind of looks like Pinhead without the pins. Like if his pins were scars, he looks like his face is all gritted or whatever. That's what I'm saying is that he turns into basically fucking Pinhead. Yeah. (laughs) Except for without the chains. From my dreams. (laughs) So anyways, sorry to get off on that tangent, but God damn, I never, it didn't even occur to me until just now. Like how fucking similar. And also time wise, they're very close together. So, anyhow, uh, big battle in space between the Space Marines, and by that I mean they just simply all die. Lots of chains and hooks, and uh, a really terrible scene where, like, they throw hooks into this one Marine, and then they he scorpions a hook past his head, and then it opens up into, like, a double knife, and then he, it comes back through the guy's head. Well, that wasn't a Space Marine, that was his dad. Or, that's, that right. Was, uh, that's right. That was him in a different time. <laughs> that was his answer. That was the end of the uh, the second segment. That's how. Oh, his... that's right. Well, I was just gonna bitch about that because the blade comes from backwards through his neck, but then his head falls off backwards. Steven, it's a hell blade. The the head can fall <laughs> off wherever the fuck Pinhead wants. Also, just as a quick aside, um, whenever I was a kid, I didn't know that Pinhead, calling him Pinhead, was even a thing, because I wasn't allowed to watch these movies, but I had seen, like, previews and stuff for him. I just thought his name was Hellraiser. So now my question is, would that not have been a better name? The name is actually... The name makes sense in the first movie, but not for him, because a guy named Frank brings himself back to life <laughs> with a... by. Uh, Basically, he is a hellraiser, this Uncle Frank, <laughs> because he's raising hell, hence these demons. Trying it makes hard. sense in that context, but it doesn't make sense in any other context, you know? Yeah. There's also a line in this movie where he just looks at him and he goes, he's got pins in his head. Yeah. <laughs> he's like some sort of a pinhead. <laughs> yeah. Astute observation there, sir. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's get some of those stupid deaths. Uh, Angelique appears in the mirror, draws one guy in, and then it, it turns back the glass, I guess. Yeah, but it doesn't make any... That death baffled me, because I was like, what? <laughs> what I was like, what is she going to do to him? And I was like, oh, the glass is all going to break, and it's just going to shred him as it pulls him through. No, his head just disappears, and he falls down in a CG mess of nonsense. And I'm like, what the, what, what the fuck was that? And uh, there's one guy who gets uh, <laughs> he gets sucked off by the oh, twins yeah. because uh, they sucked si- right off. They CG separate in a very terrible effect, and uh, then they CG rejoin around this guy. Yeah, I can't think of disappear. anything stupider than having a demon be formed out of twins by put like smashing them together, and then for them to attack, they have to rip each other back apart. What the fuck? Yeah, it was. Definitely one of the dumbest deaths I've seen, like, period. Just, it makes no sense. Like, that is the worst form of attack. Like, what it would have been a lot better, like, if they still wanted to separate them, is just, like, they go forward, and then they, I don't know, they, like, put their hands in him, and then they separate pulling him apart, or something like that. Like, that would have been better, instead of just sandwiched. As a whole, like, this movie doesn't really make sense as far as like the the pin, the pinhead character at all because in all the previous movies, 
There, well, except for, I guess you have to exclude the third one because the third one also doesn't really make sense as the character. They're only after the person that call, called them. The person that called them is the one that wanted all this delicious punishment. <laughs> yeah, but and, it's, it's literally someone, like, getting on Craigslist and saying, come over and put hooks through my nipples. And Hellraiser's the, the guy that show up, shows up with his buddies, <laughs> and they do that. Exactly. <laughs> At your Per your request that you were going to give yeah. them $200 for. <laughs> like, and the thing is... But you, now he's you more know, of the... I want to destroy the world. <laughs> but yes, but the movie at its core is still that idea because seriously, 50 times in this movie, just hooks fly from the shadows and just hook into a person's face and titties and arms and like, <laughs> and it's just like, this is clearly the point of the movie. Yeah. Like just to see people on hooks. And I got to tell you, plenty of that on the internet now. So it's really no point in even having the fucking movie franchise at all. Like, we don't need this anymore. This is like the softcore porn movies from Cinemax. We just don't need them. Are you saying this movie didn't hook you in, Philip? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, Steven. Okay, so from here... Uh, no, Pinhead, that was bad. I'm not giving Steven credit. Pinhead monologues himself... I sarcastically giving him credit. Go he, ahead. he monologues himself into a corner two times. Once, uh, he lets the guy escape after... <laughs> Just because he's looking at he's looking at Earth through the window, and the guy just fucking joints himself out of the room, which like, is oh. super smart. It's like, oh man, this guy's monologue's taking way longer than I thought it was gonna be. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. And then he does it again when uh, he's just like he he just sees the guy standing there and is like, well, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna talk at you forever. And it's like, and then he just fucking disappears. It's like, wait, it was a hologram the whole fucking time? <laughs> the guy's like, please, just use the hooks on me. <laughs> Stop talking. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. It's like, yeah, but what if we try hiding? Yeah, they were already fucking in space this whole time that he's been talking to this hologram. <laughs> and it's like, see you later, laser blast, gone. Fucking in the franchise. <laughs> yeah, but... There will still be several more years where it will be difficult to watch somebody be put up on hooks without the internet. The ending was so abrupt, too. It was like, I can't die, dies ending. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that's how they should all end. It should always be that way, because there's nothing more to say. You blew up Pinhead. I don't want to hear any more about your, like... That sure was a blast. <laughs> no. No, it's he is dead. Fucking credits. <laughs> instantly. <laughs> and instantly we should move on to the yes, next movie. And we will do the same. So, Jason X, 2001. Everything is extreme, including Jason. He's got a brand and new monster that mask. That takes a long time. Oh my god. <laughs> the fucking... Honestly, I thought that I'd watched this before. I knew I fell asleep during part of it. I think I saw the first scene. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this fucking movie so many times. So many. I was telling Philip it probably like close to 15. That's so many times I've watched this. I've seen this. the Friday the 13th movie so fucking many times, dude. So mean. Like all the way through the, the franchise. I usually watch the whole thing like once a year. If you read the plot okay. synopsis... Ahead of watching the movie, the one on IMDb, you're going to be very disappointed because it says Jason Voorhees returns with a new look, a new machete, and his same murderous attitude as he is awakened on a spaceship in the 20, 25th century. Yeah. So, no, 
he does, he does have a new machete near the beginning of his his uh his run. He's got a surgical tool that he just steals and uses as a machete. There's no surgical machete. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, I don't care what century you're in. It's not a machete though. It's a fucking saw, I'm pretty sure. That he just swings so hard. <laughs> it's a bone saw is ready. Yeah. It is, yes, it's a bone saw <laughs> and it is ready. So as far as like the overall like quality of things in this movie, it makes a lot more sense once you realize that every single actor in the movie, except for Kane Hodder, is a Canadian TV actor. And it also makes sense that uh, the main doctor lady and the android lady are two of the main characters from a famous Canadian sci-fi series that was going on at this time. So, like, just knowing it's a bunch of TV people, that kind of makes sense for how this movie goes. Well, it also makes sense that they would all be Canadian because they play... There's a scene where they discover Jason in his cryogenic frozen tube, and one of them is like, he's wearing a hockey mask. And they're like, but what is hockey? (laughs) And it's like... Hockey is an incredibly violent sport that was outlawed in 2024. It's like, okay, so one, yes, hockey is violent, and that's one of the reasons why it rules. And two, <laughs> Canadians will never give up hockey. They will die first. We're going to fucking civil they war. They will fucking die first. No, seriously. They're, I mean, like, and honestly, do you think you'll win? They don't care about having their fucking teeth knocked out. <laughs> They will kill you. <laughs> Machine guns don't matter. There's a video of a guy getting his fucking throat cut with a skate. Ooh! <laughs> yeah, there is. A-, a hockey player, and guess what? He was fine. Yeah, he's got it stitched up and like played again that season. Uh, so, yeah, because he's so, a fucking badass. Okay, so this movie begins at uh, the Camp Crystal Lake facility, where they're studying uh, <laughs> the captured Jason. So the Waiting movie, to cryo-freeze him. It starts off in the slightly distant future and then moves to the way distant. So that's what the that's when they're discovering the cryogenically frozen body. But so their plan is, um, rather than freeze him and then fire him into the sp- space or into the sun, they're like, no, we have to mayor syndrome this. We have to keep him on Earth to study his whatever-osity. His... his uh... His uh, healing factor. His, his inability to be killed. Because if you guys remember correctly, I don't know if you've seen it, but at the end of Jason Goes to Hell, he is exploded with a grenade and all of his body parts morph back together like T-1000. Well, yeah. also at the beginning of that movie, uh, he's blasted to shit and the, the coroner eats the heart and turns into Jason. Don't you mean... You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> blasted till shit. But... Yeah, so I think this movie takes place in hell. That makes sense. <laughs> hell is just like a it's a it's an alternate alternate dimension version of Earth. So that's why he's at the Camp Crystal Lake research facility because there's not that's not in our reality. <laughs> that's in the hell dimension. <laughs> it's a better explanation than anything. I mean, so, but anyway, so uh, David Cronenberg shows up and it's like, hey, we need to study the healing factor. And uh, his crew is instantly murdered because Jason is free. And uh, the uh, our final girl is able to uh, knock him into the, uh, the cryo chamber by uh, you know b- blasting him with a shotgun several times. But she does get too close and she's also stabbed. 
So, so they're, uh, there's this seven-inch the steel door that's on this fucking cryogenically freezing thing, and he just straight pokes a machete through it. No, you don't I have mean, Jason. Whatever. I know he's strong. It's a matter of the material but... strength. <laughs> I feel like the machete just would have, like, broke. No, it's a magic machete. It's yeah. a machete that also has the Jason healing factor. Yeah, the machete is also from hell. <laughs> it's a hell shetty. A hell shetty. All right, so fast forward... And they find Jason's cryogenically frozen body. Yeah. And, and this other girl laying on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Some Because there was enough of a leak to freeze the entire room, and she's still been preserved this uh, 450 years. In the future, children will be excavating Earth for reasons who the fuck knows why. I guess They call this a field trip. I, you know what? <laughs> I do know why. Because Jason has to kill teenagers. It's way more satisfying teenagers than teenagers that adults. are in their 20s. Right, and that are <laughs> and that are basically like having a sex romp, but this one is in space. So, um Well, in fact, that's basically what wakes Jason. No, I mean that Yeah, he is called by the uh That's his siren song. by the sexual it's moans. Just, yeah. yeah, just <laughs> He would have been perfectly fine on the table, but then it's just like Premarital sex. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's what happened. Somebody's having a good time. Uh, he he heard the <laughs> orgasmic moan and then fucking sat up like the Undertaker. Yeah, it is. What I'm taking from this is that Jason is both drawn and enraged by just any kind of sex. So therefore, he should be the arch enemy of, of well, Pinhead. Because right? that's that's the story of Jason. Instead of watching him. Teenagers were off having sex. That that is a so great storyline, Chiefs. That... <laughs> That's perfect. Jason versus Pinhead, the the sex apocalypse. <laughs> I think they almost made a Jason versus Pinhead movie. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I don't think it got greenlit ever. Hey, Stephen, was it left on the cutting room floor? And. <laughs> Suck it! it that was better than your dumbass I'm, joke. I'm not debating this right now. It was better. You get well. Y'all can just swing on my ding or swing on some hooks, just depending. So he's on a rampage now on board this ship. He right away just starts cutting people to pieces. So he doesn't have his machete, but he does wake up in the surgical area. Next to a surgical machete. The, yeah. Well, the first thing he does is one of the coolest deaths of the movie, in my opinion. And he fucking shoves the lady's head in the fucking cryo-free sink. Yeah, and the, no, it is the coolest death in the it's movie. It's like, yeah. hey, you know, Time Cop. What they use for the uh, <laughs> what they use for like the climax of their movie. We're doing it now. Wait, we're doing it first thing. I've not seen Time Cop. That's a, the climax of Time Cop? Isn't Don't you mean Demolition Cop? Man? Demolition Man. I thought Time Cop, they did a freezing thing too. Maybe, wait, I don't remember. Or wait, I, did he t- touch himself in the past? What? I, think I don't, somebody, I don't know. No. I, dude, I don't remember. If, I don't remember I'm talking Time about Cop. Hellraiser no, if they If they touch each other in the past, uh, they cause some kind of paradox and they explode. Oh, okay. So I think that's what happened to the main guy, but there, I know there was some guy that Demolition got, like, Man. got partially frozen and snapped like, Got his arm kicked off or something? Yeah. His head. His yeah. fucking head gets kicked off and then it explodes. We're not, we're not talking about Demolition Man. He's, he's talking about in time <laughs> somebody gets frozen and then kicked apart. It may have just been a henchman. I don't remember. I think the last guy touches his future self. Or <laughs> See, again, I feel like we're talking about Hellraiser. <laughs> the blood remembers right, well, anyway. when you touch its dick. But yeah, so he, he freezes this woman's head in the cryosync and then just... 
smashes her fucking face against the counter and it explodes and of course all that's left is like a cavern of where her yeah face was dude it's so fucking great it is great it's and the thing is it's like this whole time you think you're like what's what's jason gonna do to her because he's like dragging her across this room for so long like molesting the fuck out of her tits and you keep thinking are her boobs gonna pop out because they're so close to popping out? Well, she's wearing a like a belly Sports shirt, bra, basically, uh, like sweater. It's a science belly shirt. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's one thing you got to give it up for the Jason movies for. Like they they do like really fun creative deaths throughout the entire f- franchise. Yeah. Well, one in this movie, the rest <laughs> of them are garbage. Well, he does beat one person in a sleeping bag against another person in a sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he already did that, didn't he? Or is that a future movie? I think this is where they take that from. Yeah. So that's what I mean. They do this. They do it in this, and then I think they do it again in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Okay. I thought, I guess I had seen that one, and I hadn't seen this one, so I just, yeah. to me, it came first. But yeah, so, um... He's rampaging through the ship, and they're like, well, we got to get to this place, and once we get there, all the space marines will be able to take him on. And she, and of course, the woman who's been woken from cryogenic sleep and healed by the nanobites, the nano Nano spiders. The spider, the spider <laughs> medical spiders. Oh, terrible. They called them ants. They were clearly yeah. spiders. They only have four legs. I don't think they're ants or spiders. They're just... <laughs> So they, she's like, no, you guys don't understand. He's literally magic. You can't fight him with guns. Like, it will not work. We've blown him up. We've set him on fire. We've done everything. He doesn't give a fuck. It's like, hey, but this is the future. It's like your future guns. We got future guns. So the space marines are trying to hunt, like, the ones that are on board, the grunts, are trying to hunt down Jason. Meanwhile, they're on their way to Space Station X or whatever the fuck it's called. And, uh... He kills most of the space grunts. He goes to the front of the ship where it's being steered by the most aggravating man on the planet. Is this guy like... I've seen him in other shit before. I can't remember what I've seen him in. I don't know. He seems like a cameo. Because he's like, hey guys, remember me? It's me from those other things. It's me. See my teeth? They're all crazy. I'm a crazy guy. <laughs> it's like, first of all, no one would look like that in the future. If you had a, if you had the choice, no one would choose to look like that. It's like, hey, can I get some uh, nanobots up in my up in this grill? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Can we, I mean, I would settle for almost anything at this point because my teeth are falling out on mass. So also, yeah. Jason was really particular in the way that he was killing these space marines. Like some got it way fucking worse than others. Like the, there was one guy who just got kind of pulled into an alley and then his neck broken. Like just kind of because he was being stealthy. Yeah. That was when he was being, yes, he, he was being Jason slash fucking, uh, you know, Splinter Cell. He like <laughs> yanked him out of the. It's like I, just, I kept expecting there to be like three green dots on his forehead after he got done breaking this dude's neck. It's like okay, well that guy, you know, sucks, but at least he didn't get fucking hung from a steel hook or thrown onto <laughs> a giant screw. Can someone tell me what those giant fucking monster anchors were for? Uh, no. Yeah, he, th- he throws the one yeah. guy on the screw, and then he just keeps turning over. <laughs> and he just twists down. <laughs> so there were parts of that that were CG that yeah. looked really bad, but there were parts that were practical that looked really neat, too. And then, of course, she looked at him and said, he's screwed. Yeah. The the one line, the one-liners in this are so bad. And the, re- the main reason they're bad is because, like, they there's, like, nothing kind of, like, natural about them. They kind of fit. It's just like, it's like 
every single time one of the characters has a one-liner, it's almost as if the action stops, and they just kind of look around the room, and they look dead in the camera, and they're just like, he's screwed. And then Jeez. it's like we return it's, to it's the movie. It's not as if that happened. That is what happens. <laughs> there are some really weird time. choices in this movie. Like, just with yeah. everything. Like, even all the way to the music. Because a lot of this movie, you get that creepy, like, Harry Manfredini score from the original yeah. couple movies. Where it's just that kind of creeping, like, you know, Jason score. Right. And then all of a sudden it just turns into the Hook soundtrack. And yeah. It's like, it's like adventure music. From, like, a made-for-TV movie from the 90s. From fucking space Which, space as pirates. I already said, everyone's from a Canadian TV show. So. so strange. It sucks. The music is probably one of the worst parts of this movie. Like, it goes like this. The shittiness of how, how poorly the script was written and then the acting, like, that results of that. And then the music is fucking god-awful. The... It's like they match. It's like the moments where the acting is fu- in the script is really horrible. They match the music with yeah, they're that. They're like, well, we can't it's like, it's put like... scary music here because they just mugged at the camera and smiled for ten minutes about how I said he was screwed. Do 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 do. Just fucking Mighty Mouse music. <laughs> I really think they were trying to murder this franchise with this movie because it's like, well, they did. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, there's that, been that was the whole purpose of it. I, I think there was like one reboot attempt, yeah. like a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, I, but that's been like almost all the which action. was decent. Diehard fans of the podcast will remember that I accidentally watched the Friday the Thirteenth reboot instead right. of ro- watching the Freddy reboot, which was what I was supposed to watch <laughs> because I like am an idiot and can never remember what we're supposed to watch. And also, I got to tell you. I'm sure the Friday the 13th one was better, from what you guys described. So, yeah, um, that, I mean, because that was the one where he beats the people against the trees with the sleeping bag. No, I think that was Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> so, um... And there are two of those, right? No. Jason, no. no there's just one. There's one? two endings. You're thinking of Alien versus Predator. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I got my... Versus my, versus movies. My verse monster versus movies. Someday we'll go back to the verses, but not now. No, we <laughs> never can because of Dracula versus Frankenstein. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, you're trying to block it out. I yeah. see. So, um, anyhow, uh, they reach Space Station X, and because the pilot has been myrtleized, they crash right fucking through it and they're like well we'll just turn around and then they look out the back window and it's just blowing up oh i was just... very surprised to see i was in shock looking at this because this is like 2001 and they see this thing plow through what looks directly like that's a big fucking tower yeah. that looks just like a building at night was this pre 9-11 did this no. come out before 9-11 this was in 2000 well shit yeah it was two same year so september was... is when it... so we need to see what year what month this came out uh, this came out 26th of April 2002 in the US. In the US. Oh, it didn't come out until the following year, it says. But still, that's crazy. It was probably made in 2001, and then they're like, well, we can't release this now. <laughs> it was they did that with a lot of movies. They put a lot of movies on hold. Well, it was probably intended to come out in October because of Jason, you know, being yeah, on hold. Exactly. But they had to postpone it because 9 11 reasons. Yeah, I don't think people want to watch that like a month after it fucking happened in real life. Well, not only that, but this is definitely... Fucking Jason definitely has his highest kill count in this one because he just killed a whole fucking colony. It's so incredible that, like, that something like 9-11, like, reached as deep as, like, 
Hollywood releasing movies on a certain day. Steven, Dehart said it best whenever he didn't realize how how much the terrorists had won <laughs> right. whenever we lost True Lies 2. <laughs> we could have had what might have been the greatest action movie sequel of all time. And it was just snatched from our grasp by a bunch of fucking airplane hijacking fucking jihad pieces of shit. Well, they're dead now. <laughs> yeah, they're dead as hell. Yeah, they... Well, they couldn't die hard enough as far as I'm concerned. Fuck them. Never forget. Ooh, is that gonna be the sequel to the next Die Hard movie? Couldn't die hard enough? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> they're really struggling with those titles. I think... It doesn't matter. Isn't the next Die Hard sequel already planned and is actually a prequel? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think I heard that. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, just let it fucking let it fucking end. No, they never will. Let it die hard. <laughs> they will never let it die hard. Let's see what the upcoming one is called. It's just called McLean. Fucking kill me, <laughs> kill me. I'm here. Come on, do it. If Bruce Willis is in this movie, I will hunt him down and poke him in the eye. You have the shitty woman trying to escape here too, who escapes really terribly. Yes, she does. Oh, yeah. So they uh, they came up with a plan. Hey, let's get to the uh, shuttle. And then we'll, we'll... This is a trafficked lane in space. People will be coming to that space station that used to be there. <laughs> so uh, let's get to the, the escape shuttle. We'll get in... We'll all get inside of it and leave the plane. Or leave the, the, the current ship. Do you think Jason would have been able to chase them down by going and getting into the pilot's seat and just driving toward them? Do you think he'd be smart enough for that? Well, I mean, he piloted a boat. Steven, I'm afraid a, a spaceship is a little more complicated than a boat. <laughs> Listen, oh, he yes, piloted a yacht from Camp Crystal Lake all the way to Manhattan, Philip. So, How did he get that boat from the lake to Manhattan? Steven, once <laughs> he again. piloting the fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. So, let's, uh... Oh, I think what he would do is uh, just like machete open the the hatch that that they escaped from, and then just and use the get, depressurization get, yeah, to fire he, himself at their ship and be hanging on to the outside of their their ship, slowly right. destroying it, just he like just, he is doing. Later he wouldn't on. chase them in a in a ship. He would just chase them on foot. Yeah. Or on <laughs> air, on but vacuum. here you get this woman who is possibly the villain of the movie besides Jason. <laughs> oh, she's terrible. <laughs> oh, she clearly decides. <laughs> I'm leaving them. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going at it alone, even though I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, she's so ill prepared that she doesn't turn off the like. She doesn't dis disengage the fuel lines, and they literally drag her into the side of the ship, exploding her to a million pieces. And so it's like everyone watching the movie is like, "Yeah, that's what you get for being a cowardly bitch and trying to d desert and run away." Like literally, they all had time to get on. She just wouldn't <laughs> let them. It's like if uh, if there was something bad happening and, and you're in a car, in a driver's seat, but you don't know how to fucking drive. <laughs> there are people outside the door like, hey, if you can unlock the door and let us in, we'll drive the fucking car and we'll all get away. Right, and, and it's not is, like these are like rando people either. You know what I mean? Like she knows all these people. It's a little she's different. She's been traveling in space with these people. Who the hell knows for how long? Right. It's not like in your scenario, D-Hart, like typically that would happen in like a zombie movie or something where you see like a bunch of people want to help or something. But it's like strange people where you're like, oh, I can't trust them. It's like, okay, you're, these are your friends. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I do want to take a take a, a moment to point out, like, I'm surprised at how durable their spaceship is. Because, like, first off, the size of the ship doesn't make any sense for the number of people that are actually on it. Second, whenever it plows through that space station, like, the ship is just fine and the space station is just fucked. Well, yeah. And then this point where this bitch <laughs> crashes the shuttle into the underside of the ship, it is seriously like the... Um, right next to the fuel line. It's too. like right next to the fuel line, but it's also <laughs> like, if you've ever watched like airplane tests where they launch like a car or an airplane into a brick wall... And then it just, the, the vehicle atomizes. It's like, the big ship is fine. There is, like, no damage to right. it. But the shuttle just disintegrates. It's just done for. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty sturdy ship. But it's not invulnerable, as we'll soon find out. Because all of this crashing and exploding has caused it to have a ticking clock of 30 minutes. Uh, you know, that's that's spaceship. <laughs> yep, that's right. Oh, and also the guy fucks his uh, robot. Well, yeah, that's that's the superhero of the movie. Yeah. That's how oh, also the the not the captain, but the oh, the leader of the space. Marine. The leader is not dead, by the way. I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead. Like you think he's dead. Well, you don't really think he's dead, but he gets stabbed and then he comes back and then he gets beat up again and then he comes back a third time. Well, yeah, he gets healing. He has he has one of those cheesy fucking lines. He gets stabbed and he's like. You think just a simple stab through the ribs is going to take me? And then he gets stabbed again through the other side. And he's like, yeah, that'll do it. It's like, are you fucking with me? (laughs) Are you fucking with me? Fuck this. (laughs) I I think it's funny how much, like, both Philip and D-Hart, because Philip was complaining in the group chat about, like, the guy having sex with the android lady. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, sure, I'm all right with this. (laughs) No, I, I would expect that he fucks this android he made. Oh, but the fact that he fucked it into being a superhero pisses me off. I think you mean fucked it into being Alice. That is literally what I said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were saying that Resident Evil ripped off its, but I think that they uh, had ripped off the Fifth Element for this. Yeah, because I, I I did some research on that. It's like what was like the first one where uh, we basically have superpower woman. Well, she's not really super powered, but you know, she's, she's super doing karate and all over the place, and, stuff, and like yeah. dual wielding pistols. Yeah, and I checked out all the all the likely <laughs> candidates. Like Aeon Flux was after this. Uh, when did Ultraviolet come out? Ultraviolet was two thousand six. Way after. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember, because Ultraviolet was just supposed to be like, let's cash in on this uh, Mila shit and just do another movie like yeah. Resident Evil or Fifth Element. But yeah, you're right. It was it would have been Fifth Element that it, this would have been ripped off of because that was '97. So she's part robot. Well, no, this is she's all completely robot. She's because entirely I, robot. Earlier on, when they no. when they were showing her boobs, part of her is <laughs> manges, which is what gave her her stri- superpowers. He gave her an upload. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's an actual quote for our listeners. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's something he says. Like how? I I was amused though whenever they whenever they show her boobs and uh he was trying to install some nipples and they just fucking fall off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because everybody knows the hardest part about putting together a perfectly lifelike android is just simply attaching nipples to the titties. <laughs> well, you know, because they're so weird. Yeah, they're just they're so, weird and bumpy. So difficult to manage. <laughs> All right. So at this point, the android beats Jason in a. Showdown. Oh yeah, she fucking like dissects him basically. Blasts yeah, and blows his, his fucking head his arm, off. Blasts his leg, and then uh, just a bit cavernous place where his head used to be. Yeah. 
but she blasted and this into is the where... nanobot area. And as they're leaving, like the machine fires up, and like all the little ants come out, and they they rebuild them. But there's not enough genetic material left. Right. So Except there definitely is. I don't know. No, but I mean, there's not enough genetic material, and by that they, they make mean, a lot of them out of metal. We, we need to make fucking Terminator, Jason. And here yeah. you've heard of Super Shredder, but have you ever heard of Uber Jason? Uber Vice. Yeah, it's <laughs> Uber Jason. Yeah, that's what they call. That's him. what he is. That's that's seriously what they call him. Yeah, it's it's a really dumb name. It's in the credits as fucking Uber Jason. Kill, yeah, fucking kill me. So. He has a hockey mask, still. I'm just picturing Uber with Jason as the driver. <laughs> yes. Just, and you just get a text message to say, hey, your Uber is here, and you're like, what? He's just standing just up. Shutting... <laughs> See, I was, I was more mad. I was imagining a more subtle, like, a car pulls up and you're there. <sighs> <sighs> so why do these, these nanobites make him a mask? <laughs> Because it was there already. No. No, his he whole had, head was blown off. He, there was a shred of mask. He has like uh, a, a, he has there a was. There was a tiny little bit. He has a crescent of a skull left, you know? And there's like a little bit of it's like this mask is glued on there. I have no patience for this shit. <laughs> I am just simply done. So the last bit of the movie is Uber Jason fighting against Alice 4.0. Made out of fucking manjis and machine gun parts. And well, no, he just pretty much punches her head off the first time he sees her. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. that's right, because she killed him in the first place. Yeah. And then as soon yeah. as... Yeah. He just straight... Well, and Jason has experience punching heads off. Well, duh. Yeah. Like, this, yeah. this is straight out of Jason Takes Manhattan. The, the good part <laughs> of that movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which okay. is over an hour in. An hour in when they're actually in Manhattan. After he's rented a truck and then pulled a boat across. <laughs> <laughs> rented a truck. <laughs> it's like, uh, actually, hold on. I've got to call U-Haul. I think I might be able to get a better rate. Slashing prices <laughs> over at U-Haul. So, uh, they, okay. So the, the plan is to get to like, uh, the last like intact pontoon of this spaceship. And then, uh, well, because so the spaceship's going to blow the, up before the, the help heads, can arrive. Sell the bulkheads and then blast off the tethers. Blast. <laughs> so, if they don't do this, they it, it's blast. not that Jason yeah. will kill them; it's that the whole ship is going to blow yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, and it does just as they're uh, blasting away. But <laughs> yeah, so they they use they don't have enough power to turn the door on, so they have to spacewalk outside to. Hot, to hotwire the power onto the door, but you know what they do have enough power for? A holodeck. A crazy room full of holographic holodeck can't crystal nonsense, where they literally prove that all you have to have is just not even two real teens. It just has to be two sexy teens, and he will just murder them. He has to. So tell me why they couldn't just have just generated two more sexy teens for him to kill until they escape. Because the hologram never loses power. It's not like the hologram turned off. Yeah, I feel like that might be more effective than the cryogenically freezing him. Just keep it... It would absolutely be more effective. It would be an endless loop of him being trapped there killing teens. Like, yeah. You it's kind of like heaven. 
Something that just kind of came to mind is, like, considering how much Jason hates teenagers having premarital sex, why hasn't he been used as some sort of, like, icon for, like, abstinence programs of just, like, hey, don't have sex before you're married or Jason will fucking kill you. I'm sure there's some... some... Because he's from hell and all those abstinence programs are religiously based. See, I was getting ready to say the same type of thing because the people that are against (laughs) premarital sex are squares. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, squares also don't like this. <laughs> They're not gonna like him. <laughs> They're worse than squares. Squares are squares, but <laughs> fuck. I'm talking about some real raw some real motherfuckers. Satanic, satanic. <laughs> yeah, you fuck yes. Damn straight, D heart. Straight <laughs> geometry puns. <laughs> so they use the distraction method, but it's not quite effective enough because they only can generate two teens, and that's all. And so. Why did they put the door to the cabin over the door to their location? Seems like a really bad that. idea. He, and it, he's heading right towards... It's like, hey, he's heading towards the do door. You know, do you know who I blame? <laughs> I blame the fucking fuck robot because she's the one who programmed this shit. He hooks her up to the machine and then yeah. she makes it happen. So, this is her fucking fault. Well, maybe she's just tired of being a sex slave. <laughs> no, Steven. She's programmed to love it. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's so much like a... Just ever in decreasing space, you know, because uh, here, uh, you know, it's time for them to blast off again. Blast, <sighs> and uh, this is where the guy fights him, right? And he gets exploded with the ship, but this explosion doesn't stop Jason, correct? Jason does that thing, like you said earlier, and yeah. he uses the vacuum of space to launch him at the other spaceship. Right, but right before he hits the spaceship. Here's the fucking leader again, coming out of, coming out of nowhere, <laughs> and fucking knocks Jason astray In, into the atmosphere of Earth too. <laughs> yep. Well, he, where he will presumably terrorize, I guess whatever's left there. Well, no, this is Earth two is just like Earth. It's like a brand new. Oh, that's right. It's not Earth one. It's Earth two. That's right. So basically, Earth three. If you they count just, this being in the hell, they division. just. The guy that the guy that quote unquote saves them at the end is actually fucking everyone by continuing to have Jason float well, like, go to Earth. Well, he just puts them in another camp setting, which I'm assuming is called Camp Crystal Lake because it's Earth Two. Yeah, <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake Two. The electric yeah, we 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 did mention we forgot to mention the part where uh, he uh, punched through he already stabbed through did he punch or stabbed through a wall that uh, led to the vacuum of space and the. <laughs> Uh, one girl got like a he punches through squeezed it. through a grate. Oh yeah, she gets sucked out. So tell me, like the effect that they use is that there's like a little bit of goo and hair. That's all that's left of her. It's like, what about her bones? Would they not have been stuck no, on the other side through. of the screen? No, grate? they got sucked through. I mean, it's just like the fucking alien hybrid and like whoa, in that Alien Four. Yeah, Alien Resurrection. Yeah. It gets sucked out slowly. <laughs> yeah, one little chunk at a time. That one only has goo sucked out. Not only that, but it keeps screaming the entire time. And it's like, no, don't let it suck me off. But it does. It's really annoying. I think it was Ripley's baby? Question mark? Yeah, it was a baby face. It was was a clone half baby. No, but I mean, (laughs) wasn't it born literally from her? Like, wasn't, like... She was cloned, and then it was inside of her as a right, baby. At the end of three, she uh, jumps into the uh, liquid Long metal with the uh, holding the the uh, facehugger that had burst out, or, or chest burster that had came out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming when they clone her, they take the it's it's a mix it's of DNA those, those pro- that already had yes DNAs. 
DNA. Who would have ever thought Alien Resurrection would have had a better plot than Alien Covenant? Like, who would have ever thought? The dude gets burned up in the atmosphere, but Jason doesn't. Well, I mean, it looks like he did. The only thing left is... Well, I'm sure he did get burned up in the atmosphere, but it doesn't matter because he'll just grow back. Yeah, the nanites are there on the mask, and they're going to rebuild him completely out of metal this time. He doesn't need the the nanites. He just regenerate? Yeah. There's nothing left of him to regenerate. There was still half of his body. <laughs> no, it only showed half the mask. The only thing that landed in the water was just a piece of mask. And that's all. Well, that's, I mean, that's all we saw in the water. The mask could have been ripped off. Yeah, I think I, I look at it that way <laughs> that Dehart said. I feel like the mask was just separated from him. I, can, I think we can just assume he's gone because they had to reboot it at this point. <laughs> well, so, actually, the Freddy vs. Jason was in between. Do you think Freddy vs. Jason <laughs> takes place on Earth 2? Earth 3. As I'm calling it, because this our Earth One in this movie is in hell. hell dimension. <laughs> so this is a this is also in that dimension, but on a different planet. I can't follow all of that. This is like trying to put together a Terminator timeline. <laughs> just as a clusterfuck. Well, they don't care about it, so why should so we? why should we? <laughs> exactly, yeah, precisely right. So Hellraiser, hardly any. Yeah, yeah. hardly any. Definitely, hardly any. it's just bad. Raise your hand if we're giving it hardly any. No, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> So, um, Jason X, uh, it's a, it's a tough, so on one hand, I think this might be the most, this is the epitome of all of the shit that came before it, like, like, leading to its most absolute termination. Like, this is the, (laughs) this is the Omega, if if the first Friday the 13th is the Alpha. This is, like, the perfect ending. To all of this bullshit. There's more puns. There's more murders. This is the self-parody. He killed everybody on that space station. Yeah. This is self-parody. It's like, hey, folks, hope you had a good time because you're not getting any more of these. I'm giving it a slight rise. Firmly in the middle. I think that's probably the best. I'm going to put it dead center. A fair amount of diggity. Just because... It's exactly halfway between me hating this and me loving it. <laughs> so it's like it's like that one time, I can't remember what movie it was, but Cheats was like, I'm having a hard time not giving this movie a supreme diggity, even though I can objectively say it's not that good. It's just so perfect in its shittiness. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna give it a slight rise. Like it's stupid as fuck, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, so, it's fun. Yeah. And which mm-hmm. of these movies would I watch again? I mean, of Jason course. X. Jason. No it's gotta be Jason X. Steven? Jason X, for sure. Am I gonna say Hellraiser Bloodline? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'm not. Jason X, of course. <laughs> well, I just wanted to be a little... Dis- yeah, those sirens in the background are the police coming to take you away for making that claim. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a weird reason to get arrested, but you know what? Maybe if we're on Earth 3, that's just <laughs> against the law. Can't go against Jason X. <laughs> You bust a deal? Alright, yeah, a couple pieces of feedback. The first is from Laura, and she says, I can't believe you guys keep actually paying to watch these movies. Mostly we don't. Mostly, but we do sometimes. I have paid to watch 90% of the... Well, actually, at some point I've paid for every one of the uh, Resident Evil movies. Alright, that's the last one I paid for. Yeah, I mean... If I can if I can watch it for free I do but I, I don't have any problem renting these so I guess I do pay money then. Yeah, it's awful. 
mean, if we don't pay money, how else will there be more shitty movies for us to podcast later? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, our second piece of feedback is from Mark. And this was, he he and I were talking about Hellraiser last night. And he said, uh, the only way you can enjoy it is by focusing on the one positive, the gore slash practical effects. Uh... They're not even that good in this movie. No. They didn't make me enjoy it. Even focusing on no. them, I didn't enjoy it. I can see where Mark's coming from on that, but they're still just bad. Well, and he and I have talked about, like, bad movies and, like, taking the positives out of them and, like, always remembering that we've seen worse. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. we can sit here and, and shit talk this and, like, whatever, but, like, when you get down to the nitty gritty, like... There is always going to be something that is fucking way worse than Hellraiser 4. And that makes you sort of appreciate it. <laughs> sort of. Slightly. Just a slight appreciation for it. Maybe. That it's not... Steven, <laughs> Hellraiser 4 was the first slasher horror franchise to go to space. Exactly. Look at Philip pulling out those positives. Yeah. They were, they were <laughs> innovating beyond their means. <laughs> Steven, they have such wonderful space-related things to show you. <laughs> With pliant fingers. Ew, the fucking pliant fingers. So, um, one thing that I wanted to mention at the beginning of the podcast was that I think we had had a similar question to the franchise in space or whatever, because I distinctly remember wanting there to be moon graboids. Like, oh yeah, I think I remember. Does that, that sound too. familiar? Yeah. That does yeah. Sound familiar. Yes, uh, Tremors in Space, which I think is a perfectly pl- good place for it to go, given that there's, what, like seven of them now? Like, somehow, tr- the Tremors series are catching the fuck up. I mean, they went to the Arctic or whatever. <laughs> They're like, oh, you guys made, uh, you know, eight sequels over the last 12 years? Guess what? We're going to make 12 sequels over the last one years. <laughs> and they're all going to be Netflix exclusives. <laughs> God bless Netflix. And God bless America. <laughs> Alright guys, if you want to tell your friends about us You can uh, find us on Spotify On iTunes, on TuneIn Or United Cyphers website Or if you want to listen to some other podcasts that we have going on right now You can check out Music Video Countdown Or Curly Mustache Podcast uh, If you want to listen to some old episodes That we have, we've got Talks Over Games The Anime Alphabet Or Fallout Forecast uh, If you want to hit us up with some feedback You can find us on social media, we're on Facebook We're on Instagram at Motion Picture Meltdown, and we're on Twitter at MPM Podcast. If you want to listen to some other podcasts that we listen to, check out Nerdonomy, check out The Whiskey Reel, check out Sorry to Waste Your Time, check out Sean vs. Wild, and Code Yellow, a Scare Actors Podcast. With that being said, I've been one of your hosts, Stephen the Rose Rosenberg. Phil the Kill Collins. (laughs) Cheats the Streets McGee in space. Andy Hart. And we'll see you next time. Never had me. They just scared